achieving and obtaining, but I got so empty on the inside. And I went out to Baylor University one weekend, hanging out with this uh, young lady here at this party. It was a FCA party. The Christian party looked way different than LA parties. And as I'm hanging with her, yes. she's across the room. And um. Uh... Welcome to the Social Media Church Podcast. I'm Neil Smith, joined by the founders of Share the King, Rashawn Copeland and Joshua Broom. I am so excited for today's conversation. Guys, thanks so much for joining me. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Bro, we're pumped. Man, Mills, we, we appreciate you, brother. Love the work you're doing, man. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I, I have been big fans of both of you from afar. And then when I heard about this project, uh, I had to... And, I reached out and I did, I did the old, I slid into the DMs, uh, Joshua DMs. And I was like, Hey, is there a way uh, that I could get you on the podcast? I know you guys are busy, uh, but this is an exciting project. I want to talk about the project, but I really, before that, for those that don't know who you are, uh, can you guys introduce yourselves and maybe, maybe on, on my left, uh, is Rashawn. So Rashawn, maybe yeah, he's first he's and then Joshua. It's like, yeah. I, I, I yeah. know what I know and I, and I'm, <laughs> I'm at where I'm at literally in <laughs> Dallas. Because of this guy. Large wise. We came together. Come I together right it. now. <laughs> there it is. There it is. But man, uh yeah, such an honor to be on your show, bro. So my uh my family, we moved up here about six months ago. Before I'm anything, definitely a family man, as Josh would say. That's what we believe in here. The culture is like family, bringing our families on board. So that's a big part of my uh life and ministry now. And outside of that, man, just I was radically rescued online on social media. So like my conviction is to continually pour in online as a digital evangelist, whatever that looks like, whatever's happening online. I try to, you know, you know, really take that, you know, offline and uh, what's offline, bring it online and just live transparent in that way. But yeah, it's been exciting, bro. It's been awesome running with Joshua Broom. So dig, dig, dig into that a little yeah, bit more yeah, yeah. before Joshua oh, tells yeah. his background. Okay. Like, okay. You just passed over. This This podcast is all about how we reach people online, and you are a product yeah. of that. So talk about how did you how did you find Jesus online? Absolutely, bro. So I remember being out in Los Angeles, very similar story to Joshua Broom. I was out there pursuing and uh, trying to you know ride the rocket ship of social media fame and also build up my name and uh, accolades and things like that. Then I got to a place where Dude, I started achieving and obtaining, but I got so empty on the inside. And I went out to Baylor University one weekend, hanging out with this uh, young lady here at this party. It was a FCA party. The Christian party looked way different than LA parties. And as I'm hanging with her, yes. she's across the room. And um, we began, you know, to come together. She talks to me, but more importantly, she listened. She listened. And yes. just loved me well right where I was. And I began to share my successes, of course. I let out of that place of pride. And I began to say, this, this, this. I do that, that, that. And then she was like, okay, now tell me what some things you're struggling with. And I had to get real. But I, it was also a fresher breath there because my parents, like, wouldn't even ask me, like, share what you're struggling with. The homeboys in L.A. certainly wouldn't ask me, bro, what you struggling with. When she asked me that, like, it was just like, almost like came out from under the water and was able to exhale a bit. So I began to pour everything out there and she listened for hours, bro, before she even said anything. 
And then out of nowhere, she shares her story, her testimony. And then she shared the gospel to me and it changed my life. I feel like in that moment, but again, once I came off the, off the mountain, that was when I was getting on the plane to fly home. And I got back in this place where reality was kicking in. I'm now no longer walking or floating around, you know, Baylor University, this Christian university. I'm like about to go back to yes. my old my life. Right. So I, I land and my phone begins to blow up after I take my phone off airplane mode. And it was the homeboys that I was running with out there. And they were basically like, hey, yo, we told your girl about this, like really just slandering me. They was going off on me because they found out some, you know, it was a lot of chaos going on in that moment. It was a lot of divisiveness and things. But here's what was wild about that is that when I found out the girl was deleting me off everything that I was in love with in L.A., the, the girl of my dreams that I was dating and she found out I was cheating on her, like Im immediately I was just wrecked and I felt so hopeless. So I went home. I went down the hall. I, I grabbed a pistol. I became suicidal took it out the lockbox, walked back down the hall, got on my knees, put the pistol in my mouth, and I'm shaking and I'm sweating, my heart beating out of my chest. I put it back down, I pick it back up, put it in my mouth, and I do that several times, contemplating suicide. And it was this dark room, and I felt like there was nothing beyond this room. Like, it was a black box, like, the, nothing was beyond it. But out of nowhere, in my darkest hour, this young lady, guess who she was? From Baylor University, Genesis is reaching out through social media, and I pick up my phone, I read it, and it was this verse that said, oh, how wide, how deep, how vast the love of God is, and nothing in all creation can separate us from this love that's found in Christ Jesus. I read it and read it, started weeping and weeping. I gave my life to the Lord the best I knew how in that moment by crying out to yes. him, but that that is why I always go back to the power of social media, the power of digital. They'll meet yeah, you in a moment, no matter where you are. Just like that. Just yeah. like that. And then how did you go from that moment to then being a digital evangelist on uh, social media and so, with now billions of followers woo, on social come media? Come on. Uh, so this is what I think is just a game changer. Like, my frustration was the biggest indication of what my gift was. At that moment, what I was so frustrated with is everyone I was following on my social media channel was literally channeling in darkness into my heart, into my eyes. And I got so frustrated with that. And it really turned my heart to be able to like say, hey, I want to be like Genesis. I want to go out to be a, mess a messenger. I want to bring a message of hope of the one who gave me hope. And then literally I just started doing it. But it was months after that because you remember, bro, like right after we came out of the industry and we were doing craziness and stuff, like it was hard to get on your same platform and promote like yeah. the light, bring the light into the darkness. Like, it took yeah. time. Yeah, like, like, look at girl, you remember when you was in this city doing that or you were there yeah. doing this? Like, I mean, I started getting beat up once I started, you know, sharing Jesus online. But yeah. what was amazing over time, God began to like, you know, weed out you know, the weeds. And then he brought in folks that, you know, will really pour into me, encourage me in my call, but that's how it happened, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's so yes, good. That's so good. So what, one step. Absolutely. Time. One step time. Uh, Joshua, tell, tell us your story. What's your, what's your, yeah. Background? So, uh, grew up, uh, wanting to, to act, to model, had the opportunity to start doing that when I was like 13, 14 years old. 
uh, around my second year uh, of college, decided to drop out and move um, to be clo- in closer proximity to the industry that I wanted to be in, which was you know the Hollywood scene, um, acting, modeling, um, all that stuff. Go out there, get an agent. Everything's going okay, uh, not great, but okay. And um, it you know like most people who move out to Hollywood, you got to get uh, you know a job to to mediate your expenses. Um, because you're trying to keep yeah. up with everyone around you and you know, you're getting bottles and your car's getting declined and like stuff like that. And I get a job at this restaurant and while I'm working at this restaurant, three girls sit down and I thought I had something to offer them. And instead they offered me um, an invitation into the porn industry. And I heard this and I was like, I've, I've seen porn, but that's crazy. Like being in the industry. And to be honest, uh, when I, when I thought about the porn industry, it seemed like it wasn't even real. So wow. uh, I'm seeing these people invite me into their space and they're inviting me to meet with their agent. And I go and I meet with their agent and their agent very quickly asked me, uh, how did you grow up? What do you want to accomplish here in LA? And you know, what are some of the dreams that you have? And it's like, well, I just grow up. I grew up pretty much me, me and my mom. Uh, I, I want to be an actor and I guess I want to be famous. He's like, perfect. I'll make your name famous. You'll make money. You'll have all of this. And I was like, man, being someone that didn't know who I was, I didn't have a faith. I didn't have a father. I felt like I had something to prove, even though I was making some steps towards the dream that I have, uh, I invalidated myself and I didn't have any value. So I believed, well, um, if this person is offering me an opportunity to be the guy, uh, maybe this is as good as I'm going to, you know, is it, this is as good as it's going to get. So I thought, well, maybe it's going to cost me a compromise to reach the place that I, I wanted to get to. Mm. And I said yes to one thing, but that compromise cost me everything. Uh, I did that one wow. film and my life very quickly fell apart. Um, the agency that was representing me on the mainstream side of things um, quickly dissolved my contract. My mom finds out, my friends start finding out, I'm humiliated, I'm ashamed. And I didn't know what else to do. And like many people, when you're at a crossroads, you can either continue doing what you're doing or um, be, be, you know, be real, be, you know, be aware that, man, just because I made a mistake, it doesn't have to define what I do next. But I believed that my behavior did, in fact, determine my identity and determine my future. So I believed the lie that there was nothing else I could do. And that's the that's the dangerous thing about a lie. If you believe a lie to be true, it's true to you. So that truth yes. that I believed that there was nothing else for me to do caused me to say yes to a contract in the porn industry. And I stayed in that industry for six years, um, did over a thousand movies mm. and had all the success. Come on. Um, growing up, you know, poor, you know, and, uh, and I, like my mom's amazing. I had everything that I needed, but, you know, I, we were in government housing. I got one pair of shoes a yep. year. Like I, there was, but. It causes you to believe the lie. Like if you don't know who yeah. you are, if you don't have a foundation of understanding who you are and whose you are. That's right. You can believe, well, if I had X amount of dollars, my life would be better. I would feel different. If I had a dad, mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't live this way. Like all these lies. So I believe, well, yes. if I make a million dollars, I'll be happy. Like it, mm-hmm. once I get, because yep. someone who's you know, somewhat analytic, high achiever personality, you know, it's like, 
like a little uh, post-it note. If I have a list on there and I scratch one of those bad boys out, I get too fired up, probably. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred yeah. uh, But it's like for me, it's like once I clipped, I have my little spreadsheet. Once I clips a million dollars, I thought, okay, I've made it. I'll be happy. Mm. It yep. didn't work. Yep. Um, then I thought, well, if I win all these awards and stuff, I- I'll feel accomplished. I'll feel like I- I'm important. And I won them all and it didn't work. And the last thing was, well, if I win performer of the year, which is, you know, the most popular accomplished person in the industry, if I win that award, then that will validate yep. me. That'll be the thing. And then my heart will stop aching and I won it yep. and it didn't work. So then very quickly well, amplified the depression. Um, it deepened the sadness and I found myself in a place so deep and so dark that I made a plan to take my life. And while uh, I was about to execute that plan, for some reason, I thought, well, I need to go to a bank yeah. and de- deposit this last check so that it can go to someone, my mom, my brother, somebody. And yeah. I, I hand that check in. And when I hand the check in, someone looks me in the eye and says, Joshua, are you okay? Mm. Joshua, do you need anything? And what that person didn't know is in that industry, you go by a pseudonym. Because while the agent yeah. promised me that he would make my name famous, it was actually the first thing that went away. Um, so oh. that person that said my name, it was the first time I heard it in a year and wow. it, it just shook yeah. me and I ran and uh, I did what, uh, most scared little boys do. I, I, I mean, I called my mom, you know, I didn't have a dad to call. So I called my mom wow. and, uh, she was like, I love you. You're better than this. Wow. Just come home. So I did, I quit the industry that day, but I spent two years I'm trying to cover up what I did. I, you know, covered up my tattoos, deleted my social media, shaved my head, you know, did everything I could, but I couldn't run from the fact that, um, at one, one Google search, you could find out all of my mistakes and, uh, just, I would lie until I got found out in, in the process, you know, it's just like, it's who I am, like whatever I'm doing, I'm going to give 110%, like whether it's like chicken wings or like whatever it is, like I'm going to (laughs) win. And, uh, that's yeah. how I felt like in the health and fitness space. I became a trainer. I got oh. every certification under the sun. I, I was like, my objective was to outwork everyone. But what I began to see is yep. I had a gift to communicate and I had a gift to impact people. I loved community and I yeah. love, you know, just hearing from a person, a struggle mm. and helping them walk on a journey to see them become the person they, they believe they couldn't be. Yeah. And even though I was yeah. stuck in the belief that I could not change. And in this process, yes. uh, two years later, I, I asked this girl out on a date and she says no and it humbles yep. me <laughs> a lot. Yes. And then she's like, hey, we can go on a run. And I was like, I don't really want to run, like run. Like I'll sprint, but I'll like, go for yeah. it. I'll learn him in a run. Like I wasn't about it, but I'll run yes. for her. I'll run for you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, yep. we, uh, I, I meet, I, I go out there and meet her for this run. And while I'm waiting, I just feel this, yeah. this conviction, almost like, um, I, normally I would say it was, uh, my mom's voice saying, you know, boy, don't you hurt that girl. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> but more so maybe the Holy spirit, That's it. but, uh, yeah. just tell her the truth. And, and I did, I was like, Hey, uh, I did porn. She's like, excuse me. And I was like, all right, man, I'll tell her the whole truth. Um, so I did, and I told her everything. And at the end of that, she looked me in the face yeah. and said, a person is not defined by the worst thing they've ever done. Mm. A person is not defined by the greatest thing they'll ever do. That's right. God wow. defines who you are. Do you know wow. who God is? And I was in a place where, um, you know, I, I put on the first date mask. You know, I don't know who I am, but I'm going to be whoever you want me to be. 
And that's who I was like, okay, you want me to be a Christian? Sure. You know, I'll play the role. Cosmological argument. Like I just started regurgitating stuff. She's like, no, no, no. Uh, What church do you attend? Like, where are you plugged in community? I was like, I don't know what this girl's talking about. I was like, you got me. I don't know. She's like, well, I've been a Christian since I was in seventh grade. My family is all Christian. Uh, I'm not perfect by any means, but my relationship with Jesus is the foundation in which I live my life off of. Um, do you, what do you like to eat? And I was just like, what? <laughs> nice. You don't want me to leave? And she invited me to church yep. and we go to church and I hear a message of hope and I give my life to Jesus. Holy Spirit did something in my, in my heart. I gave my life to Jesus. And uh, that person that I went on that walk with, uh, she's been my wife for seven years. We've got three boys, uh, one on the way. Nice. Yeah, uh, come on now. But uh, yeah, and, and it's, and what for me, uh, so I had this massive influence online in a dark place. And what I wrestled with for a long time is I was so ashamed of that. I didn't want anyone to know. And then God started using my testimony and made me realize that the wound that I used to have, uh, I had a scar that remained from that, but that scar, it didn't point to porn. It didn't point to me. It didn't point to fatherlessness. It pointed to Jesus. That's so it points to Jesus. Yeah. So uh, like God just started opening doors for me to share my story. And along the way uh, is, is allowed me to realize, hey, uh, who you've actually um, were created to be was someone who proclaims the gospel. Yes, that's right. Um, and, and your calling is greater than your story, but I'm going to use both. And what's yes. your wife's name? Yeah. Hope. Hope. But but about but about a year and a half ago, it's like you know you're you're doing all this stuff online. You're you know you're gaining influence. You're getting opportunities. Yeah. And I was like, man, I uh, I I kind of felt lonely. You know, I was I was in Iowa at the time, yes. and it's like, you know, you can be in a room with a million people and feel alone. Mm-hmm. You know, so yes, uh, I felt very alone on that journey, and connected with this guy and we became fast friends and I was like, man, whatever, uh, whatever I'm doing, uh, I want to do in you. Well, and, and he had gone, That's awesome. you know, he had gone a little farther and he'd done it a little longer than me. And, uh, we just like cultivated this friendship and this people started coming along the way, but, uh, it's, it's because of him, Actually, you know, we're, we're in Dallas. Unity. We got yeah. all three of the CDs. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. So, so tell us, tell us what is it that you're doing? So it, when you guys started locking arms, what uh what was even the hope and what is it that you're currently doing and then i want to talk about where, where is it going uh but but talk about what what is it that you're doing talk, talk, maybe share about share the king where where i was this bird absolutely you'll yeah. start or yeah I, so i did i'll start you can okay. you can carry us on but i really we started coming together it's like hey it's great what i'm doing it's yeah. great what you're doing um but how can we come together to optimize the impact and how can we um like even furthermore great it's great that we're reaching millions of people, but are those people taking next steps? And there's a burden that yeah. comes with that because if you if you proclaim the gospel to 10 million people and you don't know what happens, what yeah. good is that? Yeah. Now, what good is a message yeah. uh, right. without any action? Uh, so right. we, we started yeah. wrestling with you know him posting like, "Hey, do you need prayer?" You know, two thousand people saying you need prayer. I, I like, how do you do that? Weighs on your conscience. That's I can't, right. You can't pay, pray for two thousand people. And what's wild about it? In those comments, you would have people say, "Hey, I want to give my life to Jesus," or "Hey, I want to take my life." And for us not to be able to have a way where we can effectively get people off the platform into a community to get help, man. I don't know. I don't know what we're doing all yeah. the years, but now we're on a in a pathway yeah. where we're 
getting people together, resources, teams to to be able to do this effectively. Yeah, so essentially Share the King is we're equipping people to share the king so that multitudes can come to know the king. So we're That's equipping right. people to share yep. the gospel. So there's That's a level right. of, you know, yeah. competence comes with that, you know, digital strategy, um, you have yeah. self-awareness, <laughs> uh, theological competence, like best practices, you yeah. know, cohorts. Yes. But really the functionality is like that's on the discipling disciples side. So how can we disciple yes. digital disciples digitally? Like how yeah. can we do that yeah. well? So that's part of it. Yeah. But really um, our desire is how can we steward each and every interaction well? And, you know, we've created this wow. ecosystem where people are then put on a journey. Like you, you hear content yeah. and there's always a bridge to somewhere else, whether like you need prayer you know, yes. we're utilizing AI to to go into messaging where it's like, if you need prayer, we're going to connect you with prayer. If you want to go deeper in your discipleship journey, we're going to connect you with someone. If you need curriculum from pornography, we developed HelpMeBeFree.com. So there's there's a there's a step, yeah. um, and there's a, a place where we're we're wanting people to live. So now it's like that next step, and we're in the process of now is uh, how do we create a digital community That's right. where people can you know go from a to b and then continue yeah. um on their next step so that so that's what share the king is it's a uh equipping people to share the gospel on a digital landscape and then in, a, in addition to yes. that how can we steward each and every interaction with people so that they can grow deeper in their understanding of who jesus is that's right amazing amazing so if people and if people come in do they pay you or how do you know like how do uh, how, how does this work? What do, what do they, uh, how do they get that? Yeah. So, uh, so actually they, they do not pay. Not at all. Uh, and in some, in some yep. cases there's a, there's a monetization aspect on, on their end, um, because we want to elevate people and further their platform, not that's take right. anything from them. Yes. So that's, that's the beauty of the cohorts where you know, the cohorts yep. are people, um, you're, you're generally, you're operating in the same pay, uh, place, like maybe like someone's like more entrepreneurial. Yeah. Uh, maybe you, you're someone yep. that's like operating in the church space. Uh, maybe some, you're someone like both of us, kind of like you got one foot in, you know, the, you're speaking in churches, yeah. you're passionate about sharing the gospel, but also there's the, yes. there, there's a high component of understanding digital strategy and how do I optimize social media to, to reach that's right people with the gospel. Um, so, so all those cool works, um, that's the way it works, but really our initial intention was there to be two pathways, know the King or share the King. Yes, Either we want, right. we want to help you grow right. into, uh, your, a deeper understanding of who Jesus is so that you can know who you are Yes, or you, you know that, and that's then right. you're called to do what you garden go there, disciples, and we yes. want to equip you to do yes. that. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. I love it. Well, and so, and I want to, I want to get to how church is going to be involved. I want to talk strategy though for okay. a minute. Yes. If you were to uh, advise both of you, yeah. uh, if you were to advise churches, like here's what, here's where churches are missing it when it comes to social media. What's one thing or one just tweak uh, that you would really just say, I see churches yeah. missing this opportunity over and over. Well, and over. I, I would just say you would miss, I mean, I, I, he, he, he knows way more than I do. No. He's the guy. No, okay. He's the guy. He's the guy. He's that guy. It's constantly changing. But I would just say that um, as a church with a digital you know, footprint, if you are not doing something other than just reposting your service online, you're exactly. missing a massive opportunity to engage more people in a deeper way. So you're minimizing your so, value as an institution 
of you know in, in you're you're not stewarding the people that god is bringing into your ecosystem that's right the so, king needs a king though yeah that's what i'm talking about content is king yeah. what consistency is key but the community is the kingdom you have to have people jump in uh into a place where it goes way past the social media like front facing i'm swiping yeah now but they we need to yep. find a way to cultivate community and that's one of our biggest things now with these cohorts we're internationally doing these little meetings throughout the week you're leading central asia yeah uh, yeah so it's like Uzbekistan, yeah. like, like azerbaijan yeah the opportunity that a church can have to connect with their people all across the world is insane not for the sake of just saying hey my church has this many groups across the world yeah but like i'm reaching to, this hey, we're reaching people. them yeah. to where we can pour into them empower them equip them and hey send them off into their area to make an impact as well and connect them to a church as well that's what folks like Glue and all these other ministries are coming alongside, helping us connect all these pipes. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, so I would say like what I'm seeing is like a massive change. Yeah, is that um, instead of us trying to make everything about us and do what we can do, yes. instead we're having conversations with different organizations like how can we, you know, collectively go further faster yeah you know so for us like we work with organizations like i am second he gets us you know on on the front end on the back end it's like we're trying to be that middle which i i see personally as the biggest gap in our missions where i do a great job creating content um there's there's great opportunities um to connect people into churches but that middle ground is like creating that relational equity so that when you ask someone, hey, yep. um, are you connected to a local church? Because uh, you've heard my story. Yeah. Like me personally, I, my life was not changed like in a moment. It was, you know, Eugene Peterson. It's long obedience in the same direction. That's right. And that was not so something I, I, I decided to do. It was someone that had, that knew more than me, that loved me enough to tell me the truth. Uh, you know, to to, right. to break me like a you know wild steed. You know, because I was now I was so set in my ways. And I thought, man, I'm too broken. I can't do this. Yeah. And the, between the Holy Spirit and people willing to spend the time with me to pour into me, That's I started right. seeing myself differently. And then I started taking the Bible seriously, and my life was transformed. So it was discipleship, yeah. you know, done uh, for a long time. And being committed to, you know, being consistent. That's right. So that's that's what we want for people. That's right. I, I hear it's hard all up in that. I I, yes. I I think of like the, you know, your average church. I mean, some of them probably are, you know, trying their best to really be effective online. And what we always go back to is one of the bigger problems with the bigger organizations. They were putting a lot of money towards Google ads and we noticed yep. like, hey, that wasn't working for them, especially on the conversion side. And yep. what we did, we were able to find out is that like when you have an influencer or a person help, you know, bridge the gap because people are drawn to people like it literally yes, changes everything. Pastor. Yeah. So on a church level, have your pastor jump on the social media, have volunteer jump on the social media, sharing devos couples doing it because people are really drawn to people and them conversions are going to happen when someone is sharing hard in the gospel yeah you know? yeah because i mean uh it, it's like unity is it uniformity 
It's utilizing your your uniqueness. That's right. right. And in your uniqueness, you have a story. Yeah. And if you are vulnerable, vulnerability is actually the bridge to connectivity. That's right. It's not like saying the right thing or doing the right thing or following, you know. Or the perfect graphic. Yeah, it's not. It's (laughs) not about perfection. It's actually about imperfection. It's like, hey, I'm imperfect too. Um, There was a time in my life that I was broken and I'm still broken today. But oh, I'm close to Jesus, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm closer to Jesus than I that I am uh, ten years ago. Yes, and uh, if you're struggling yes. this way, I just want you to know that you know we, we're here for you. We want to walk with you. That's a very different thing, and just like you know, it's it's just man, uh, if if every single person would just embrace their uniqueness and you know step yes. into the call that's to right. unity, uh, that's what Jesus yes. is talking about in John 17. Yes, hundred percent. It's so good. It's so good. That's uh, that's gold. I mean, I feel like there were probably twenty different gold yeah, nuggets uh-huh. in that uh, for churches to take away. I think I think one of the big ones that I took away is don't just use your Sunday wow. sermon as your only piece of content. Uh, people connect to people more than they connect to organizations. Yeah, yeah. I think leading into who you are as as a as a ministry yeah. leader. And the thing that a church is not about a building or a name. It's it's about yeah. people, uh, in in the congregation. It, uh, so, so I think, I mean, I think there, and there's pro- with the, you know, so many layers of how you were going to pull a lot of clips out of that. I have no yeah. doubt. Um, as, as we wrap up, this got, there's, we're going to have to have you guys on uh, 20 more times. Let's I think, we love you, bro. And things we need to talk about. Uh, but, but for, for church leaders in particular, how, how can they engage with, with what you're doing? What, how can they support what you're doing? Uh, what, uh, you, you talk about, we, we're not doing this alone. We want to do this together. You're offering such, incredible value at no cost what what can church, churches do to to get behind uh, the movement that Absolutely. you guys are leading i want first start off by saying yeah keep us in your prayers we keep you guys in prayer like yeah. literally we're walking into a season now as we see it's super dark like as we see the world how crazy and it's getting darker so as the church we want to continue to push back this darkness but we do it through the power of prayer yeah. pressing into the presence and power of, of Jesus. So we need to collectively do that and do that for one another. But I would say another thing is just, man, there's ways we can find connection points like right now. And I feel like there's a project that we're doing now that we want to get the church behind. Uh, there's different aspects of it. We're, we have unique partnerships with Glue and, and E3. We're yeah. training up. Uh, folks online to be able to move people into churches. So I would I would guess like finding because we want this not to be something like you're coming alongside us and 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 having to come and do this and do that. We want this to be able to serve and help your community and be even more vibrant. Yeah. So using our online digital network to get people who are being influenced by the influencers in our network into your churches. Yeah, be the biggest deal I would think. Yeah, so I mean, uh, you can connect with us on our social media, so Share the King, or you could reach out to either one of us. My yeah. email is Joshua Broom at ShareTheKing.com. Um, if if you are in the ministry space and you are interested in what we're doing, a partnership is something that is so incredibly vital to yeah. what we do. And uh, if you're someone who is a digital digital creator and you're interested in uh, being in a space with like minded people where there's going to be resources and opportunities in collaboration. We just had an event um, here in Dallas a few weeks ago. People flew in. Yeah. Um, there were you know people who were creators, people who were uh, ministry leaders, and people who wanted to further the mission um, financially. And we need all of those things. So if you're any of those people, 
uh, we want you to be part of what we're doing. So you can email me, Joshua Broom at sharetheking.com or uh, check us out on social media. And uh, so sharetheking.com is our website. So any of those, uh, there's, there's plenty of ways to get connected with us and we would love to connect with you. Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're going to, we're going to have all those links uh, in the email and everything uh, in, in the show notes on social media dot church. Uh, so you can go get those, uh, go to those links and check those things out. Guys, I just want to first thank you for what you're doing, the movement uh, that you're leading. Uh, but even more than that, who you uh, I'm grateful for what you do, but I'm really uh, honored to, to have this time with you and just grateful for who you are uh, and just how you lead through your families, how you lead through your marriages uh, and as dads. And, and so I'm just grateful to, to know you, uh, to now call you guys yeah. friends. Uh, so I look forward to an update here soon. We'll have you back on uh, as regulars here on the Social Matrix Podcast. Yeah. Thank you everyone for listening. We will talk to you again on the next awesome. episode. Thank you. Thank you.